be my strength.
Lord, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. brothers and my sisters that comes a point where you learn how to thank God for just keeping you. You get beyond you get beyond what God give me this and God give me that and I want this and I want that. Sometimes you just learn to thank God for just keeping you. I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness. Huh? I thank God for just keeping, for his keeping power. I wonder if I got a witness up in this house. He will keep you. <laughs> testimony but another living testimony that God will keep you and before I start I need to thank God for a praying church I, I, I thank y'all I, I thank God for a praying church I, I know y'all prayed for me I could feel the moving of God's presence just because y'all call in my name and I I just want y'all to know how much I appreciate and how much I thank you this has been a strange two or three weeks <laughs> strange month matter of fact but God is able God is able amen and I just want to be the first to thank him to thank him for all that he has done for me and for my household. He is indeed a keeper. Let's go to the word of God. The book of Numbers. Book of Numbers. Numbers. Chapter 32. <clears throat> Numbers chapter 32. I want to read three verses, but I want you to just, when you get home, study that entire chapter. For preaching purposes, I'll lead, I'll lead out with verse 1. It says this, Now the children of Reuben... And the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jaziah and the land of Gilead, Gilead, that behold, the place was a place for cattle. Verse 5. Wherefore they say, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given to thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. And then verse 19. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side Jordan or forward because our inheritance is fallen to us on this side of Jordan eastward. Amen. Now you read all of that when you get home and you'll see the gist 
of what I'm saying to you today. I want to talk this morning about settling. Settling. God has promised you one thing, but it seems like it ain't going to happen, so you just settle. You just settle for what? what I want to talk to you about settling. Settling for less than what God has promised you. Settling. One of the great celebrations of the church is the celebration that God will keep his promises. One of the great celebrations is God keeping his promises to the children of Israel to bring them out of bondage. And he promised them that there was a land that was full of everything that they would ever need. He promised them a land that was so full of resources that it was said to be a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Are y'all hearing this? Yet this text points out two of the tribes of Israel, Gad and Reuben, and later on half of the tribe of Manasseh, who made a choice even before they got to the promised land. They are on the east side of promised land, and they made a choice that this is good enough for us. Right across the river, right across the Jordan, from the promise, what God says is theirs. Yet they make up their minds that where we are right now is good enough for us. There's no need to cross over Jordan into the promised land. Two and a half tribes made that decision. And as we go through the story, you're going to see that, yeah, 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 that, we, that, that they were able to work with Moses and they pleaded with Moses and Moses actually allowed it. He actually allowed these two and a half tribes to stay on this side of the Jordan. But the question must be raised, why would you settle for what's all right when God has promised you the best. Am I making any sense? Why would you settle for good enough when God has promised you the best? What would cause a child of God to desire less than what God says is yours? Come Come to the text. Come to the text. The climate, the children of Israel, after leaving Egypt, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and now, after 40 years, they are on their final approach to the promised land. They've just conquered and captured the land on the east side of Jordan River. Now they've only got to cross over the river into the Jordan to clear out the inhabitants that are already there. They, all they need to do now is cross over the Jordan, clear out those folk that are there, and claim the land that God has promised them. The land that God had prepared from the beginning, especially for them. That is a land, my brothers and sisters, a land of plenty, a land that is said to be flowing with milk and honey. But as they prepare to cross over, to claim their possession, the leaders of the tribe of Gad and the tribe of Reuben came to Moses and what they said to Moses was, in essence, Moses, we know that we've come all this distance, and we know that the promised land is right over there, but Moses, we're all right where we are. We know the promised land. We know what God says is ours is over there, but we are all right where we are. We've got all this cattle, got all this livestock, and the land where we are on right now is perfect for raising livestock. 
The land that we own right now is perfect for our cattle. And Moses, uh, if it's all the same to you, y'all go on over to the promised land. We're fine right here. Are y'all hearing this? I want to submit to you this morning that that crowd still got some cousins living now. <laughs> There's still some of their cousins living right now. Folk who have been so impressed by where they are now that they can't see a future. Folk who have become so comfortable with good that they cannot phantom things being better. Folks so overwhelmed by what God has brought, from what God has brought them to, that they lose sight of what God has in store for them. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, how many times have we gotten off the path of faith because we got distracted by what we got right now. You see, if you've got so much cattle that it causes you to lose sight of Canaan, you got too much cattle. Y'all ain't hearing me. If you've got so much stuff right now that it causes you to lose sight of what God has in store for you, you got too much stuff. I assure you that anything that God has prepared for you will outlive anything that you pick out for yourself. I just said something like that. Anything God has for you will outlive anything you think you got right now. You see, my brothers and sisters, anything that you pick for yourself has got a time stamp on it. You hear what I say? Anything you pick for yourself, in other words, anything you pick for yourself ain't going to last. Jesus himself said that earthly treasures will be consumed by rust. Thieves will steal it. A moth will eat it up. In other words, Jesus is trying to let you know all the little stuff you got has got a time stamp on it. Either it will leave you or you will leave it. So they said to Moses, Moses, we good. <laughs> Moses, we are good right where we are. We'll stay right here on the east side of Jordan. Now, mind you now, they hadn't even seen what was on the west side. They hadn't even seen what was on the other side of Jordan. They were basing their decision on what they can see right now. Somebody said, that's a mistake to make decisions based on what I can see right, right now. Terrible mistake. They never make a decision based on what you see now, especially when you know that God has promised you better. Somebody sitting in the sound of my voice right now. You're sitting here in the sound of my voice and already you have come to realize that you missed out on what God had for you. Because all you could see was what you saw in that moment. Oh yeah, you, you ain't got to wave your hand. Don't tell, don't tell your neighbor nothing. <laughs> but you're sitting here now and you're thinking about the things that you let pass by. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you are holding on to what you had yeah, rather than trusting God to give you better. But Moses, he listened to them. And by now he's older and he's a seasoned leader. Moses didn't even get mad at him. Mo Moses merely sat down and said, well, let me give you a history lesson. You all think you want to stay here. You don't want to go. Let me just go back and give you a brief history lesson. He said, 
40 years ago. Y'all remember, I actually sent 12 spies to the promised land. They went there that they might go in and, 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 and look at it. And they went and they found that the promised land was everything that God said that it was going to be. As a matter of fact, they brought back evidence. They brought these giant grapes, these giant fruit, yet to, prom to, to, to prove that the promised land, that God will keep his promise. But if y'all remember, I sent 12 spies and 10 of those spies, in spite of what they saw, in spite of the fact that they saw what God had on the other side, they brought back, yeah, in spite of that, they came back with a negative report. And that negative report put fear in the hearts of the people. They came back telling the folk, yeah, all of that's true. They got all of that stuff. Got giant grapes, giant fruit, but there's some giants over there. Are y'all hearing me? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. It's all true, but there are some giants over there. And, uh, yeah, they came back and told them because of the giants that live there, we are not able to take the land. And when they brought back that evil report, the people of God rebelled and would not go to the promised land. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, you, you read the whole story. That's why they wandered around for 40 years. They wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, waiting on all of those doubters to die. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? 40 years for all of those doubters to die. So the last thing I want now, Moses is saying to them, he said, I remember what happened. The people rebelled, and it's taken us 40 years to get here. So the last thing I want right now, since we made it this far, and we are right across the Jordan River, ready to claim what God has promised, the last thing I want now is for y'all to stir the people up again and get it in their minds that we are all right where we are. The last thing I want now is for you all to make the people believe that this land where we are is all right because where we are right now is not what God promised us. He's saying to them, God didn't bring us this far just to be all right. <laughs> He's bringing us to the fulfillment of what he promised us. And let me just share this with you. Never settle for all right when you're on the brink of what God says is yours. I just said something. Don't ever settle for all right when you're on the brink of what God says belongs to you. And the next thing that he says to them, he says to them, this, these two and a half tribes, because you're willing to settle, your brothers and your fellow tribesmen, the rest of the tribes, we're going into the promised land, and now they're going to be shorthanded in the battle to take control of the promised land because you've made up your mind that you're all right where we are. We've got one more battle to fight. We've got one more river to cross. We've got to go there, and God has given it to us. We've got to clear the people out. But now we're going to be short because y'all have decided that where you are is all right. In other words, rather than having all the men from all 12 tribes fighting to claim the land, we're going into battle with nine and a half tribes just because you decided that you are fine right where you are. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, the battle that we are in for civil rights right now, we never thought we'd have to fight again. But here we are, find ourselves in a battle for our civil rights, fighting for justice right now. Yeah, but it wouldn't be as hard as it is if there were not so many folk who felt like we've already arrived. 
Oh, y'all hear me? It wouldn't be so hard if there were not so many folk that who, who say, well, y'all just stop. We all right where we are. I've got my executive position. I got my two cars in the garage. I, I've got two kids and a dog. I got a bank account. I'm all right where I am. Are y'all hearing me? Let's stop all of this. I'm all right where I am. Don't want to get into politics, but Tim Scott, Tom Scott, whatever his name is, what, <laughs> would stand on a national TV and say, we all right where we are. Claim that none of that ever happened. We all right. Are y'all hearing me? He's saying, yeah, we, we all right where we are. So here is Moses. The solution that Moses gives them, he said, just so that we can stay in the, on the good side of God, I hear what you're saying, I hear what you're requesting, but what I need for you to do, y'all are going to go in with us. You're going to go in to us and claim what God has promised us. And then Moses said to them, once we have fought, and once we have claimed the promise of the land, if you want to come back across here, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all come on. All of us going to fight for it. But once we fight and claim the promise, if y'all want to come back over to the east side, that's your choice. <laughs> And guess what? They agreed to that. They agreed to that. They actually left their wives and their children and their livestock on the east side of the Jordan, and they went to fight with the rest of the tribes for what God had promised them. After the fight was over, they had what God had promised. Look at the word of God. Then they left the promised land. After they fought for it, went back over on the east side. Of, are y'all hearing this? Went over there and fought for it, and then left and came back. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? paying west side prices for east side accommodations. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes no sense. We, we spend more time and energy trying to get around God's plan than we would if we would just go on with what God got for us. Y'all ain't hearing this. Because of what God has promised me, I will not, I have made up my mind, I will not settle for anything that this world has to offer me. I'm so satisfied with my Savior. He means more to me than anything that this world has to offer me. If he promised me peace, then I want peace. If he has promised me good, then brothers and sisters, I want good. If God has promised me a mansion on the other side, oh, I don't want a cabin. I don't want a cabin in glory. If he promised me a mansion, I want a mansion on the other side. He promised me that if I would put my trust in him, if I would give my life to him, he promised me that he would give me eternal life. And I'm glad to announce today that he did just what he said. Y'all ain't hearing me. He gave his only begotten son that I might have a right to the tree of life. 
He gave his only begotten son that I might be a partaker of his promise. So as I get ready to go to my seat, I'm standing, yes, on the promises of God. I'm standing on the promises of Christ my King through eternal ages. Let his praises ring. Glory in the highest. I will shout and sing because I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises. I cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word of God, I shall prevail because I'm standing on the promises of God. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm standing on what God says is mine. If God says that eternal life is mine, then I want eternal life. If God promised me that I've got a home yeah, in that kingdom, yeah, then I want a home uh, over in that kingdom. Yeah. Settle if you want to, yeah. but I want everything uh, that God uh, says is mine. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, that if I can just hold out uh, and hold on, uh, that I will uh, claim the promises uh, of God. Yes, yes. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here who's willing to hold out and hold on to what God has promised me? Don't know about anybody else, but I've made up my mind that I'm going to run on and see what the end will be. There's no doubt in my mind that there is something at the end and is waiting for me. Yes, I'll claim the promises of God. God says, I've got a new home over in glory. I'm claiming my new home over in glory. Come here now. Mama, yeah. If I could call now, Mama back here. Yeah. Now, Mama used to jump up here yeah, over in the corner, yeah. Wasn't on the program, yeah. Didn't have no mic, yeah. but she was just glad. Yeah. She would say, uh, I got a new home uh, over in Zion, uh, and it's mine, uh, it's mine, oh uh, mine. I've got a new walk. Uh, over in Zion and it's mine it's mine all mine yes yes stand stand on the promise you ain't got to wonder about this thing God has promised us God has promised good to us and now is not the time to lose your faith. Now is not the time to lose your faith. In the midst of all of this craziness that's going on in the world right now, now is not the time to lose your faith. Trump, do what you want to do. Are you hearing me? Democrat, Republican, do what you want to do. I'm standing on the promises of God. God is promised. God is promised good for all of his children. He gave his only begotten son to die in our place suffered, bled, and died, but thank God the grave could not hold him down. Right early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. 
let's let's go back. Let's let's go back. Let's let's let Mama now, now Mama. Come on, come on, come on. I got a new home over in Zion, and it's mine. The door is open. Somebody ought to be coming. Oh mine. Oh, I got a new home over in Zion, and it's mine. It's mine. Oh mine. Oh, I got a new shout. invitation time. It's invitation time. This is the most serious part of everything we do in church. Everything we do in church leads to this moment right here. And if we're not effective in this moment in drawing men, women, boys, and girls, if we're not effective in this moment, we might as well shut down. This is the moment we live for. And this is the moment of invitation. And if you're here in this house, we thank God he's already moved. Minds have already been made. But I don't want you to leave here today. I don't want you to leave here today knowing that you need to choose Jesus. I don't want you to leave here today feeling good or hear, hear, heard a good sermon, but not having made Jesus your choice. So if you're here in this house, Jesus, keep me near the cross. There are precious fountains. Sometimes we, we get to jumping and going on and we can't just see. I like to slow things down so you can think. This is thinking music. And nobody but you knows better what your relationship with God is. If your relationship with God is not what it ought to be, nobody knows that better than you. And right now, we give you an opportunity just to choose him. He's promised good to you. He's promised good to you. If you're unsaved, you ought to come. If you're already saved and just don't have a church covering, you need to come. The door's open. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now. Yeah, 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 yes.
come, come, come now, come now. bless the Lord in his house. Why don't we bless the Lord in his house? We are thankful Jesus has been lifted. We find these who come desirous of being a part of our family. If you'll tell us who's come today. Pastor Hank, we have Felicia Coleman coming from Remnant Church, Stone Mountain, Georgia. God bless you. How are you? God bless your heart. Understand. And we are just happy to have you here. And we have God bless you. God bless your heart. Glad to have you up in here. God, glad to. It is always wonderful when the word of God is true. If I be lifted up, I'll draw. We welcome you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for becoming a part of our family. They're going to carry you out and get some additional information. Y'all bless the Lord for what God has done. Yeah, yeah, yes. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Well, there's a storm out on the Bless the Lord and give God praise in his house. We thank God for all of you. We thank you for your presence. We thank God for your participation in worship. I thank God that little by little he's putting us back together. Bring us back in, in his house. Amen. You have already heard the information about the health ministry surveys. Uh, uh, wherever they are, I want you to make sure you fill those out. We are, have great concern about the health of the membership, keeping everybody healthy. 
and strong. So if you have those, those, those uh, uh, surveys, please fill them out and send it in so that, so that our health ministry will be able to make the right adjustments. We can, again, we continue in prayer for Deacon Spite. Uh, Deacon Spite, his mother lived 105 years. Y'all bless the Lord. <laughs> lived to be 105 years old. And, and the Lord has kept you that long. When he's kept you, you, you know, you really, you're sad, but you're glad. <laughs> I understand, I understand, you see that. We get our minds set sometimes about God's healing and how God heals. And I have learned that sometimes God heals by taking the sickness away from you. But then there are other times that God will take you away from your sickness. And that is healing just the same. So we thank God for victory, victorious life. We continue to pray for, for Reverend Pitts, Sister Marva, you in our prayers. We thank God for you. Let's just be in touch, stay in touch, and do all we can for, for Sister Marva. God bless you. God keep you. Thank God for these men. Bless the Lord for y'all. Amen. Sounding good to me. Amen, amen. God be with you till we meet again. I don't know if this is your first Sunday back, but we're glad to see you back in the house. God bless you. God keep you. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.